Hare Krishna, dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books right here in Hive, Kent, southeast England, just near the English Channel. Uh, we're creating a haven. I know I say the same thing every day, but it's true and we're going to keep doing it. Hare Krishna. A safe haven for a person's consciousness to feel relieved from the burning fire of material existence that's going on in this world, especially nowadays. And we get this uh, relief by hearing Srila Prabhupada's books. Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram from Sri Krishna Lila Stava verses 412 through 416 by Srila Sanatan Goswami. It's a glorification of Srimad Bhagavatam but it's also meant indirectly to glorify the Bhagavad Gita. Therefore we are also reading it before we read the Bhagavad Gita. It goes like this. <clears throat> Sarva Shastrabdi Piyusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. <clears throat> Sarva Bhagavata Prana Srimad Bhagavata Prabho Kalidvandodita Sri Krishna Parivartita O, o life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Premavarshakshadayate Sarvadasavasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madeka bando matsangin madguro man mahadana manistadagamad bhagya mad anandanamostude. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy. I bow down to you. Asadu sadhuta dayin atini chochata kada hanamun chen mam premna rit kantayokspuda. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya
So we've reached the ninth chapter, the most confidential knowledge. And Krishna is turning up the heat. We begin with text 27. Yat karoshi yadashnasi yajjahosi dadasi yat yat tapasyasi kaunteya tat karushvap manarpanam Whatever you do, whatever you eat, whatever you offer or give away, and whatever austerities you perform, do that, O son of Kunti, as an offering to me. Purport. Thus, it is the duty of everyone to mold his life in such a way that he will not forget Krishna in any circumstance. Everyone has to work for the maintenance of his body and soul together. And Krishna recommends herein that one should work for him. Everyone has to eat something to live. Therefore he, therefore he should accept the remnants of foodstuffs offered to Krishna. Any civilized man has to perform some religious ritualistic ceremonies. Therefore, Krishna recommends, do it for me. And this is called archana. Everyone has a tendency to give, in, give something in charity. Krishna says, give it to me. And this means that all surplus money accumulated should be utilized in furthering the Krishna consciousness movement. Nowadays, people are very much inclined to the meditational process, which is not practical in this age. But if anyone practices meditating on Krishna 24 hours a day by chanting the Hare Krishna mantra round his beads, he is surely the greatest meditator and the greatest yogi, as substantiated by the sixth chapter of Bhagavad Gita. Text 28. Shubha Shubha Palayarevam Mokshase Karma Bandanahi Sanyasa Yoga Yukdatma Vimukto Mam Upaishasi. In this way you will be freed from bondage to work and its auspicious and inauspicious results. With your mind fixed on me in this principle of renunciation, you will be liberated and come to me. PURPORT One who acts in Krishna consciousness under superior direction is called Yukta Vairagya. The technical term is Yukta Vairagya. This is further explained by Rupa Goswami as follows. Anasaktasya Vishayan Yatarham Upayun Jataha Nirbandat Krishna Sambande Yuktam Vairagyam Uchate Bhakti Prasamrita Sindhu 1 2 255. Rupa Goswami says that as long as we are in this material world, we have to act. We cannot cease acting. Therefore, if actions are performed 
and the fruits are given to Krishna, then that is called yukta vairagya. Actually, situated in renunciation, such activities clear the mirror of the mind. And as the actor gradually be- makes progress in spiritual realization, he becomes completely surrendered to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Therefore, at the end, he becomes liberated. And this liberation is also specified. By this liberation, he does not become one with the Brahma Jyoti, but rather enters into the planet of the Supreme Lord. It is clearly mentioned here, Mam Upaishasi, he comes to me, back home, back to Godhead. There are five different stages of liberation. And here it is specified that the devotee who has always lived his lifetime here under the direction of the Supreme Lord, as stated, (coughs) has evolved to the point where he can, after quitting this body, go back to Godhead and engage directly in the association of the Supreme Lord. Anyone who has no interest but to dedicate his life to the service of the Lord is actually a sannyasi. Such a person always thinks of himself as an eternal servant, dependent on the supreme will of the Lord. As such, whatever he does, he does it for the benefit of the Lord. Whatever action he performs, he performs it as service to the Lord. He does not give serious attention to the fruitive activities or prescribed duties mentioned in the Vedas. For ordinary persons, it is obligatory to execute the prescribed duties mentioned in the Vedas. But although, but although a pure devotee who is completely engaged in the service of the Lord may sometimes appear to go against the prescribed Vedic duties. Actually, it is not so. It is said, therefore, by Vaishnava authorities that even the most intelligent person cannot understand the plans and activities of a pure devotee. The exact words are Tanra Vakya Kriya Mudra Vigyeha Nabhujaya Chaitanya Charitamrita, Madhya, 23-39 A person who is thus always engaged in the service of the Lord or is always thinking and planning how to serve the Lord is to be considered completely liberated at present and and in the future is going back home, back to Godhead, is guaranteed. He is above all materialistic criticism, just as Krishna is above all criticism. Srila Prabhupada Kijai. Text 29. Samoham Sarvabhuteshu Name Dvesho Stina Priyaha Ye Bhajanti Tumam Bhaktya Mayite Te Shuchapyaham 
I envy no one, nor am I partial to anyone. I am equal to all. But whoever renders service unto me in devotion is a friend, is in me, and I am also a friend to him. Purport One may question here that if Krishna is equal to everyone and no one is his special friend, then why does he take a special interest in the devotees who are always engaged in his transcendental service? But this is not discrimination. It is natural. Any man in this material world may be very charitably disposed, yet he has a special interest in his own children. The Lord claims that every living entity, in whatever form, is his son, and so he provides everyone with a generous supply of the necessities of life. He is just like a cloud which pours rain all over, regardless of whether it falls on rock or land or water. But for his devotees, he gives specific attention. Such devotees are mentioned here. They are always in Krishna consciousness. And therefore they are always transcendentally situated in Krishna. The very phrase Krishna consciousness suggests that those who are in such consciousness are living transcendentalists situated in Him. The Lord says here distinctly, Maite, they are in me. Naturally, as a result, the Lord is also in them. This is reciprocal. This, this also explains the words, Yeyatam, Mam Prabhadyante, Tangs Tataiva, Bajam Yaham. Whoever surrenders unto, unto me, proportionately, I take care of him. This transcendental reciprocation exists because both the Lord and the devotee are conscious. When a diamond is set in a golden ring, it looks very nice. The gold is glorified, and at the same time, the diamond is glorified. The Lord and the living entity eternally glitter. And when a living entity becomes inclined to the service of the Supreme Lord, he looks like gold. The Lord is a diamond, and so this combination is very nice. Living entities in a pure state are called devotees. The Supreme Lord becomes the devotee of His devotees. Shall I read that again? Oh, I'd hope you'd say yes. All right. The Lord is a diamond, and so this combination is very nice. The Lord and the living entity eternally glitter, and when a living entity becomes inclined to the service of the Supreme Lord, he looks like gold. The Lord is a diamond, and so this combination is very nice. Living entities in a pure state are called devotees. The Supreme Lord becomes the devotee of His devotees. If a reciprocal relationship is not present, 
between the devotee and the Lord, then there is no personalist philosophy. In the impersonal philosophy, there is no reciprocation between the Supreme and the living entity. But in the personalist philosophy, there is. The example is often given that the Lord is like a desire tree. <clears throat> and whatever one wants from this desire tree, the Lord supplies. But here, the explanation is more complete. The Lord is here stated to be partial to the devotees. This is the manifestation of the Lord's special mercy to the devotees. The Lord's reciprocation should not be considered to be under the law of karma. It belongs to the transcendental situation in which the Lord and His devotees function. Devotional service of the Lord is not an activity of this material world. It is part of the spiritual world where eternity, bliss, and knowledge predominate. Text 30. <clears throat> Apichet Sududachado Bajate Mam Ananyabad Sadudeva Samantavyak Samyag Vyabasito Hisaha Even if one commits the most abominable action, if he is engaged in devotional service, he is to be considered saintly because he is properly situated <clears throat> in his determination. Purport. The word sudurachara used in this verse is very significant, very significant, and we should understand it properly. When a living entity is conditioned, he has two kinds of activities. <clears throat> One is conditional, and the other is constitutional. As for protecting the body or abiding by the rules, of society and state, certainly there are different activities, even for the devotees, in connection with the conditional life. And such activities are called devotional, or are called, sorry, as for protecting the body or abiding by the rules of society and state, certainly there are different activities, even for the devotees in connection with the conditional life. And such activities are called conditional. Besides these, the living entity who is fully conscious of his spiritual nature and is engaged in Krishna consciousness or, in the, or the devotional service of the Lord has activities which are called transcendental. Such activities are performed in his constitutional position and they are technically called devotional service. Now, in the conditional, conditioned state, sometimes devotional service and the conditional service in relation to the body will parallel one another. But then again, sometimes these activities become opposed to one another. 
as far as possible. A devotee is very cautious that he does not do anything that could disrupt his wholesome condition. He knows that perfection in his activities depends on his progressive realization of Krishna consciousness. Sometimes, however, it may be seen that a person in Krishna consciousness commits some act which may be taken as most abominable socially or politically. But such a temporary fall-down does not disqualify him. In the Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam, it is stated that if a person falls down but is wholeheartedly engaged in the transcendental service of the Supreme Lord, the Lord, being situated within his heart, purifies him and excuses him from that abomination. The material, the material contamination is so strong that even a yogi fully engaged in the service of the Lord sometimes becomes ensnared. But Krishna consciousness is so strong that such an occasional fall-down is at once rectified. Therefore, the process of devotional service is always a success. No one should deride a devotee for some accidental fall-down from the ideal path. For, as explained in the next verse, such occasional fall-downs will be stopped in due course as soon as a devotee is completely situated in Krishna consciousness. Therefore, a person who is situated in Krishna consciousness and is engaged with determination in the process of chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, should be considered to be in the transcendental position. Even if by chance or accident he is found to have fallen. The words Sadur Eva, he is saintly, are very emphatic. They are a warning to the non-devotees that because of an accidental fall-down, a devotee should not be derided. He should still be considered a saintly, even if he has accidentally fallen down. And the word Mantavyak is still more emphatic. If one does not follow this rule and derides a devotee for his accidental fall-down, then one is disobeying the order of the Supreme Lord. The only qualification of a devotee is to be unflinchingly and exclusively engaged in devotional service. In the Nushinga Purana, the following statement is given. Bhagavati Chaharao Ananya Cheta Prishamalino Pivrajate Manushaha Nahi Shashakalusha Chavi Kadachit Timira Pra Timira Pra Bhavatam Upaiti Chandraha The meaning is that even if one fully engaged in the devotional service of the Lord, is sometimes found engaged in abominable activities. These activities should be considered to be like the spots that resemble the mark of a rabbit on the moon. Such spots do not become an impediment to the diffusion of moonlight 
Similarly, the accidental fall down of a devotee from the path of saintly character does not make him abominable. On the other hand, one should not misunderstand that a devotee in transcendental devotional service can act in, in all kinds of abominable ways. This verse refers to this this verse only refers to an accident due to the strong power of material connections. Devotional service is more or less a declaration of war against the illusory energy. As long as one is not strong enough to fight the illusory energy, there may be accidental fall-downs. But when one is strong enough, he is no longer subjected to such fall-downs, as previously explained. No one should take advantage of this verse and commit nonsense and think that he is still a devotee. If he does not improve in his character by devotional service, then it is to be understood that he is not a high devotee. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. What an incredible purport in verse. <clears throat> Text 31. Chipram Bhavadi Dharmatma Shashras Chantim Nigachiti Kauntiya Pratijani Hi Name Bhakta Pranashiti he quickly becomes righteous and attains lasting peace, O son of Kunti. Declare it boldly that my devotee never perishes. Purport This should not be misunderstood. In the seventh chapter, the Lord says that one who is engaged in mischievous activities cannot become a devotee of the Lord. One who is not a devotee of the Lord has no good qualifications whatsoever. The question remains then, how can a person engaged in abominable activities, either by accident or by intention, be a pure devotee? This question may justly be raised. The miscreants, as stated in the seventh chapter, who never come to the devotional service of the Lord, have no good qualifications, as is stated in the Srimad Bhagavatam. Generally, a devotee who is engaged in the nine kinds of devotional act activities is engaged in the process of cleansing all material contamination from the heart. He puts the Supreme Personality of Godhead within his heart, and all sinful contaminations are naturally washed away. Continuous thinking of the Supreme Lord makes him pure by nature. According to the Vedas, there is a certain regulation that if one falls down from his exalted position, he has to undergo certain ritualistic processes to purify himself. But here, there is no such condition because the purifying process is already there in the heart of the devotee due to his remembering the Supreme Personality of Godhead constantly. Therefore, the chanting of Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 
Krishna Krishna Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare should be continued without stoppage. This will protect the devotee from all accidental fall-downs. He will thus remain perpetually free from all material contaminations. <clears throat> Text 32 Mamhi Parthabhya Pashritya Yepisyu Papajonayaha O son of Prita, those who take shelter in me, though they be low-born, women, vaishas, merchants, or shudras, workers, can attain the supreme destination. Purport It is clearly stated here by the Supreme Lord that in devotional service <clears throat> there is no distinction between the lower and higher classes of people. In the material conception of life there are such divisions. But for a devotee engaged in transcendental devotional service to the Lord there are not. Whatever qualities one may have that are due to taking birth in a high or low family or being a woman or mercantile man, or belonging to a lower class, are forgotten. Everyone is eligible for the supreme destination. In the, in the Srimad Bhagavatam 2.4.18, it is stated that even the lowest, who were called chandalas, dog-eaters, can be purified by association with a pure devotee. Therefore, devotional service and the guidance of a pure devotee are so strong that there is no discrimination between the lower and higher classes of men. Anyone can take to it. The most simple man taking shelter of the pure devotee can be purified by proper guidance. According to the different modes of material nature, men are classified in the mode of goodness brahmanas, the mode of passion, chatriyas, or administrators, the mixed modes of passion and ignorance, vaishas, or merchants, and the mode of ignorance, shudras, or workers. Those lower than them are called chandalas, and they are born in sinful families. Generally, the association of those born in sinful families is not accepted by the higher classes. But the process of devotional service is so strong that the pure devotee of the Supreme Lord can enable people of all the lower classes to attain the highest perfection of life. This is possible only when one takes shelter of Krishna. As indicated here by the word Vipashritya, one has to take shelter completely of Krishna, then one can become much greater than great jnanis and yogis. Text 33 Kim punar brahmanak punya bhakta rajar shayastata 
anityam asukam lokam imam prapya bhajaswamam. How much more this is so of the righteous brahmanas, the devotees, and, and the saintly kings. Therefore, having come to this temporary, miserable world, engage in loving service unto me. Purport. In this material world, there are classifications of people, but after all, this world is not a happy place for anyone. It is clearly stated here, anityam asukam lokam. This world is temporary and full of miseries, not habitable for any sane gentleman. This world is declared by the Supreme Personality of Godhead to be temporary and full of miseries. Some philosophers, especially Mayavadi philosophers, say that this world is false. But we can understand from Bhagavad Gita that the world is not false. It is temporary. There is a difference between temporary and false. This world is temporary, but there is another world which is eternal. This world is miserable, but the other world is eternal and blissful. Arjuna was born in a saintly royal family. To him also the Lord says, Take to my devotional service and come quickly back to Godhead, back home. No one should remain in this temporary world, full as it is, with miseries. Everyone should attach himself to the bosom of the Supreme Personality of Godhead so that he can be eternally happy. The devotional service of the Supreme Lord is the only process by which all problems of all classes of men can be solved. Everyone should therefore take to Krishna consciousness and make his life perfect. Text 34 Manmana Bhavamad Bhakto Majaji Mam Namaskuru Mami Vaishasi Yukvaivam Atmanam Mat Parayanaha Engage your mind always in thinking of me. Become my devotee. Offer obeisances to me and worship me. Being completely absorbed in me, surely you will come to me. Purport. In this verse, it is clearly indicated that Krishna consciousness is the only means of being delivered from the clutches of this contaminated material world. Sometimes, unscrupulous commentators distort the meaning of what is clearly said, stated here, that all devotional service should be offered to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna. Unfortunately, unscrupulous commentators divert the mind of the reader to that which is not at all feasible. Such commentators do not know that there is no difference between Krishna's mind and Krishna. 
Krishna is not an ordinary human being. He is absolute truth. His body, his mind, and he himself are one and absolute. As stated in the Kurma Purana, as, as, as it is quoted by Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Goswami in his Anubhasya comments on Chaitanya Charitamrita, 5th chapter, Adi Lila, verses 48, 41 through 48. Deha Dehi Vibedo Yam Neshwade Vidyate Kuchit. This means that there is no difference in Krishna, the Supreme Lord between himself and his body. But because the commentators do not know this science of Krishna, they hide Krishna and divide his personality from his mind or from his body. Although this is sheer ignorance of the science of Krishna, some men make profit out of misleading people. Prabhupada. There are some who are demonic. They also think of Krishna, but enviously, just like King Kangsa, Krishna's uncle. He was also thinking of Krishna always, but he thought of Krishna as his enemy. He was always in anxiety, wondering when Krishna would come to kill him. That kind of thinking will not help us. One should be thinking of Krishna in devotional love. That is bhakti. One should cultivate the knowledge of Krishna continuously. What is, what is that favorable cultivation? It is to learn from a bona fide teacher. Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead and we have, and we have several times explained that His body is not material, but is eternal, blissful knowledge. This kind of talk about Krishna will help one become a devotee. Understanding Krishna otherwise from the wrong source will prove fruitless. One should therefore engage his mind in the eternal form, the primal form of Krishna, with conviction in his heart that Krishna is the Supreme. He should engage himself in worship. There are hundreds of thousands of temples in India for the worship of Krishna, and devotional service is practiced there. When such practice is made, one has to offer obeisances to Krishna. One should lower his head before the deity and engage his mind, his body, his activities, everything. That will make one fully absorbed in Krishna without deviation. This will help one transfer to the Krishna Loka. One should not be deviated by unscrupulous commentators. One must engage in the nine different processes of devotional service, beginning with hearing and chanting about Krishna. Pure devotional service is the highest achievement of human society. The seventh and eighth chapters of Bhagavad Gita have explained pure devotional service to the Lord that is free from speculative knowledge, mystic yoga, and fruitive 
activities. Those who are not purely sanctified may be attracted by different features of the Lord, like the impersonal Brahmajyoti and localized Paramatma, but a pure devotee directly takes to the service of the Supreme Lord. There is a beautiful poem about Krishna <clears throat> in which it is clearly stated that any person who is engaged in the worship of demigods is most unintelligent and cannot achieve at any time the supreme award of Krishna. The devotee in the beginning may sometimes fall from the standard, but still he should be considered superior to all other philosophers and yogis. One who, is always, one who always engages in Krishna consciousness should be understood to be a perfectly saintly person. His accidental, non-devotional activities will diminish and he will soon be situated without any doubt in complete perfection. The pure devotee has no actual chance to fall down because the Supreme Godhead personally takes care of his pure devotees. Therefore, the intelligent person should take directly to the process of Krishna consciousness and happily live in this material world. He will eventually receive the supreme award of Krishna. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports to the ninth chapter of the Srimad Bhagavad Gita in the matter of the most confidential knowledge. Hare Krishna. And that last verse is repeated again at the end, just before Sarvabdharma and Bhritacharya has the most confidential knowledge. Twice Krishna repeats it for emphasis. All right. Hare Krishna, it's 7.47 and um, we'll stop our reading for tonight. Blissful, the last few verses of the ninth chapter are very compact and compressed and, what's the word, saturated with uh, potency, spiritual potency. Okay, if anyone has reflections, please share them with us. First is from Shantarupa Devi Dasi. Hari Bo Shantarupa Devi Dasi. She says, Hare Krishna Maharaj and all devotees. Well, Hare Krishna to you too. <coughs> And from Rati Manjari. Haribo Rati. She says, Jai Guru Maharaj, the divine song continued. Yes. And we should never stop singing it. Never stop hearing it. Hare Krishna. That divine sound. from Sudevi Dasi Hanibal Sudevi Dasi she says Hare Krishna dear Maharaj still the best part of my day Hare Krishna 
that, that makes at least two of us and probably a lot more. And from Bhakta Jason. Haribo Bhakta Jason. He says, Hare Krishna, please accept my humble obeisances. I am excited to hear chapter 9. Yes, it is very enlivening, chapter 9. Because it talks directly about Krishna. And from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Haribo Gopakanya Devi Dasi. She says, Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all assembled here, friends, all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Jai, all glories to His Divine Grace. And from Vilas Manjari. Haribo Vilas Manjari, Hare Krishna. She says, Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. I've noticed in your readings that I hear things I've never heard before, although I've read these purports many times myself. Today I appreciated this explanation of fall down that devotional service and conditional activities run parallel in an evolving transcendentalist, but sometimes these two activities oppose each other and there is an accidental fall down. This explanation helps us to forgive ourselves, accepting any consequences, and keep moving forward in devotional service. Yes. Could you kindly explain the cause of stagnating in devotional service? The cause of stagnating in devotional service. It's the influence of, of, of the material energy. The material energy is very strong, and as Prabhupada explains in that purport, until one is strong enough. It's like it's like when you're trying to lift something very heavy. You can't just lift it, you'll break your back. But if you start from a young age to lift a little weight and then a little more and then a little more and a little more, finally you can reach that higher weight. So until one reaches that higher weight, if one if one does more than one can do, then one can uh, accidentally, uh, what's the word, succumb to a, a bad habit that, we've, that we have from living in this material world for such a long time. Uh, Prabhupada uses an example once when his devotees were, when first devotees in San Francisco, New York, you know, they still had bad habit. They would go to the coffee shop and have coffee and sometimes even smoke a cigarette. And Prabhupada would sometimes, they'd see him coming down the street and they would hide underneath the, 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 the table. <laughs> and I think Prabhupada knew, he probably noticed, and they think, I think they knew also, and noticed. But uh, by association with him and by the inspiration they felt from him, they gradually came out of that, those habits, uh, and they progressed. So, Prabhupada, then, then one time Prabhupada was giving a lecture in that same Frederick Street temple, little little laundromat turned into a temple. He said, just like we may have had a bad habit in the past, 
let's say we smoke cigarettes and all the devotees were kind of like trying to hide their guilt I guess you could say and he said and you're with some friend that you used to be with and he offers you a cigarette and you go, oh, come on, you can just give some one little, you know, we're friends, this is what we do to you. And you, you, you give in. That's the influence of the material energy and the influence of a very past, a, a, a very bad habit from a past. Second nature, bad habits. So it takes spiritual strength to overcome those second nature, bad habits. And until one has overcome them, then there may be sometimes temp temporary stagnation or a temporary uh, misbehavior. But if one sincerely continues to do devotional service, unbroken, doesn't stop doing devotional service, I mean, you can say, you know, well, he's done this. So while he was doing it, he wasn't doing devotional service. So his service certainly wasn't unbroken. But no, it means, as we heard in the next chapter, and next uh, verse, that because the, the devotee, an actual devotee, even if he accidentally falls down, he keeps Krishna going. He keeps thinking of Krishna if not constantly 24 hours, regularly. And if he does something wrong, he, re he refers to Krishna. He, he, he surrenders to Krishna. He feels, he feels uh, guilt, not, not overwhelming guilt that stops one from acting, but just he feels remorse. He feels bad. Prabhupada said, the difference between a good person and a bad person is that when a bad person does something good, he feels good. And when a good person, when a bad person does something bad, he feels good. But when a good person does something bad, he feels bad. So how to keep ourselves from stagnating is when we do something that we know is wrong or not up to the standard, then we should feel bad. We should feel some remorse, you know, some regret. And then, but, but, don't stop doing devotional service. Don't stop chanting Hare Krishna. Therefore, Prabhupada said, if you follow these four regulator principles strictly and chant 16 rounds a day on your beads, sincerely, trying to give up offenses, you will go back to Godhead in this life. Even if there may be from time to time some accidental fall down. You will, you will stay protected and you will stay uh, enlivened by the constant engagement and attempt to follow everything according to the orders of your spiritual master and Krishna. Hare Krishna. Next is from Rati Manjari. Haribo Rati. She says, Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Tonight we heard something I really like. 
quote, we should attach ourselves to the bosom of the Supreme Lord, unquote. How loving and encouraging this description of Srila Prabhupada. Should we envision this literally, Guru Maharaj, or what does this mean? It means that we take shelter of the person. It means we, we, we try to get close to Krishna. It doesn't mean that we go up into the altar and st stick our chest in his chest and think that we're, you know, sticking to the bosom of the Lord necessarily. It's a poetic, it's a poetic device meant to encourage us to um, approach Krishna without fear. When you have a bosom buddy, that means you have a friend you can count on. A bosom buddy is a person is a, is a, is a, is a person you can count on. Count on when you need someone to talk to, count on when, when you need some help. You have to count on Krishna. You have to be his friend also. Therefore, Krishna says, I'm telling you this, Arjun, because you're my devotee and my friend. Hare Krishna. Next is from Daitari Hari. Daitari Hari. He says, Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you again for the reading tonight. We are on our first day of our marathon on traveling Sankirtan. Haribo. On our way to Shrewsbury. Hare Krishna. I really like the point we heard tonight that by engaging in devotional service with determination, we can overcome all obstacles. Yes, and the marathon means it, whatever service you're doing, if you do it in a marathon spirit, and, and like we have our seeker, Shiramani, and he's doing the, uh, the sound editing for the, for the audiobook for Chaitanya Charitamrita. He was there 10, 12 hours a day, every day, for months. We watched him, me and, and Abaya, we watched him personally you know, marathon. Marathon means you give everything else. You give your whole self to it. it it's very conducive to developing a spontaneous devotional service. Because it's not because, you know, it's easy or because it's joyful or because it's whatever it is. It is joyful. But, but it, it's emergency you know when 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 all of a sudden a fire breaks out next door you know and the people don't speak the same language they somehow rather get the message across to the persons what's happening to get help so it, it means giving yourself a little bit more of yourself than you normally do pushing yourself a little bit harder a little bit more to to think of Krishna more continuously or to chant more rounds or to uh, go out and distribute books or whatever service you do, you know, you do it in that mode and that propels you forward into 
the realms of, of spontaneity, where you do it because you want to do it, because you like to do it, because you must do it. The greed, the greed is the loba, greed, intense desire for Krishna's association, intense desire for following Krishna's instruction. Hare Krishna. Next is from Sham Kishore. Hare Bosham Kishore. He says, Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you very much for this transcendental reading. What stood up for me is that perfection of our activities depends on our progressive realization of Krishna consciousness. Any practical tips to not be disheartened when facing challenges? And not forgetting Krishna in any circumstances. Yeah, the 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 hint is, don't forget Krishna. We're in this material world; it's a contaminated place. We'll always see things. We'll always be, you know, touching things or being close to things that are going on that are not nice. We have to reject those things. It's simple as that. We have experience. We have experience. If I do this, I'm going to suffer more. Therefore, we have to stop doing the things that will cause us more suffering. It's as simple as that. It's the determination. It, therefore, in that verse, that famous verse, that we have just now read, it, it translates the last, the last line because he is firmly, fit, properly situated in his determination. You have to make up your mind that you're not going to do something that you had a habit before that was sinful, that caused you to uh, suffer. You have to make up your mind. Then you, control your, then you can control your senses. You make up your mind with your intelligence. Hare Krishna. And Krishna is so kind that he reciprocates with you when you do that. Whenever you do that, then he gives you a, 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 a burst of, of of satisfaction that's different than ordinary satisfaction. So it's a matter of reciprocating with Krishna. Krishna is giving us so much. He's saving us from so much confusion and suffering and misery. We have to reciprocate with him. That's what a real friend is. We may not deserve it, but Krishna is giving it to us by the mercy of Lord Chaitanya and Srila Prabhupada and all the previous acharyas. It's flowing down to us. And it doesn't just stop at Prabhupada. It flows down and it keeps flowing down to anyone who follows Prabhupada.
So keep yourself in that, in, in the, what's the word? In, the, in front of the flow. <laughs> keep yourself situated so that flow of mercy will constantly be flowing over your head so that you can uh, do the right thing. Hare Krishna. Next is from Anandamurti Devi Dasi. Yes, Anandamurti. She says, Dear Gurudev and all devotees, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you so much for your wonderful, great devotional service unto Sri the Prabhupada. It is so encouraging to know that Krishna protects the devotee. Anyhow, and the pure devotee never deviates from the right path. I am not a pure devotee at all, but still it is very encouraging to know the goal. Sri the Prabhupada shows us a clear vision and purpose of life to be a pure devotee. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you very much for that nice comment, nice reflection. Thank you. One more from Sham Kishore. Haribo Sham Kishore. He quoted, When completely situated in Krishna consciousness, occasional fall down will be stopped. Unquote. Could you say a bit more about being completely situated? What it looks like? It says it in the same purport, in exactly the same purport. You have to learn how to hear all the sentences and not just pick one out. <laughs> Therefore, the chanting of Hare Krishna should, should go on without stoppage. That's what it means. Whether it means every day or every moment, continuously or regularly, you should not stop chanting Hare Krishna. And then Krishna will protect you. If you stop chanting Hare Krishna, you will be immediately submerged in the ocean of grief. So you've got it. Don't give it up. It takes effort from our on our side. When you've gotten something that, that is so good, that, that the Hare Krishna mantra and the process of devotional service that Prabhupada gave us, or Chaitanya gave us, then don't give it up under any circumstance. And then Krishna will protect you. Hare Krishna. Thank you all for your reflections. They were wonderful. And this is a very important section of the Bhagavad Gita where we can learn how to be with one another and not uh, criticize devotees who have accidentally fallen down. Otherwise, we become even worse. We displease Krishna. So we, on, on just one more comment about Champakashura's last question. You know, we have to please the spiritual master. And we have to please Krishna. That's the secret for making success, for making advancement in Krishna consciousness. Before I do something 
or say something, is this pleasing to my spiritual master? Will this please my spiritual master if I do this? And when you get to the point where you can say, no, so I'm not going to do it, or yes, it's okay, really, Shrimad Bhagavad Gita, as it is, ki jai. Samabeda Bhakta Vinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi, Hari Hari Bosh. See you tomorrow night. Same place, same time, same topic. The, as Arati put, Manjari put it, the constant uh, flow and constant uh, increase of devotional instructions and devotional service. See you tomorrow. Hare Krishna.